Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 126 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raz, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. And first off, to to our loyal subscribers, even though there's only a few of you, <laughs> uh, we we want to throw it out there that we are very sorry there was no episodes last week. Uh, we had every intention of getting them done, uh, but we were going to try to record early, and then that didn't work. And then when I was actually out of state, uh, I was actually with with Buck of all people. Uh, we were going to try to record in person, and that just didn't happen either. Uh, so you know, we, we, we we're sorry it's going to happen, but in 126 episodes. That's the first time we've ever had a delay on an episode, so I'm I'm not I'm not kicking myself in the ass too much. I hope that you don't think you need to kick mine either. So yeah, but we had a good time, man. We had a good time. You we, know, it was super awesome seeing you and and uh, and the family and you know the whole nine yards, man. We went uh, we actually went up to the uh, Smithsonian. Uh, satellite museum uh raz i'm sure you can describe it a little bit better so that people know what i'm talking about but it was an awesome time we got to see all sorts of wonderful things and it was just amazing so what a lot of people don't realize and this this is completely off topic from what we normally talk about is everyone thinks the smithsonian air and space museum in washington dc is the smithsonian air and space museum there's actually more than one the smithsonian also has a second air and space museum uh, which I feel is the superior one in Chantilly, Virginia, which is, you know, not that far outside of DC, right? 45 minutes to an hour away, depending on traffic. And, and that's one of the, the coolest museums I've ever been to in my life. I've been there, you know, a handful of times now, but it's still cool to go back. They have, as soon as you walk in the door, you're, you're right under the nose of an SR 71 Blackbird. If you look around the tail of that, you are standing right underneath the space shuttle discovery. I mean, you are literally, if just a little bit closer, you could touch it. I mean, it is right there. You could get right up underneath the wings. I mean, it's it's amazing. Uh, a lot of cool things in there. Um, I always make it a point to go see the Enola Gay every time that we're in there because it's 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 there. You can get right up next to the cockpit. It, it's one of the coolest museums, not just Air and Space Museum. I mean, just one of the coolest museums you could ever go to. Highly recommend anybody go there uh, if they get an opportunity. It is also very, very handicapped accessible. Oh, God. Yeah, Buck was so impressed by the ramp out front. He was just, everybody's walking by, and he was like, this is a great ramp. (laughs) No, no, I believe my words were, this is a quality ramp. (laughs) I think think we even got a chuckle from the guy that was in front of us. He (laughs) turned around and looked at me, and I'm just wheeling up there i'm like this is a quality ramp i think he like chortled a little bit <laughs> well it didn't help matters any that you put the put the, the wheelchair in, in high gear with speeding around <laughs> hey man you know what it's the only time i ever get to move fast like i live in a i live like on a gravel road you know i have this thing in fifth gear ceremoniously at my own place when I get out and about, man, like Buck gets to let his wings go out, man. Like, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you know, they they could if they would have had a half pipe there, I would have done it. Nice. 
it was it was it was a fun day at the museum, and then yeah, we went and had lunch, and uh, you know it, 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 we went to this little like it was a sushi place, but it was like in a shopping center next to a Target. I mean, it was, but they were like super cool and accommodating, and uh, it was it was a good afternoon. It really was. Uh, okay, folks, so we're gonna jump into this. Because if I we started recording this once and Buck lost his internet connection and I went on a ten minute diatribe about how much I hate Southwest Airlines, so I'm I'm going to skip that because nobody wants to listen to that noise. <laughs> but Buck, let's talk about a couple things. Uh, we had some stories that I wanted to talk about last week and we skipped, and you you sent me some new ones this week, so I kind of I kind of merged them together. And I'd like to get your opinion on some of these before I give my opinion. Okay. So we're going to start out with this first one. Uh, New York Ranch blasted after a woman says she's too heavy to ride horse. A TikTok star with millions of followers took to her platform to blast a small ranch after she was told she was too heavy to ride one of the horses. Riding a horse is an awesome experience. It's crazy to think how people traveled for thousands of years. It's kind of a cool way to step back in time. If you've ever seen a Western movie or even been uh, to Yellowstone, there's a good chance you wanted to hop on a ride, hop on a horse and ride around like a cowboy or cowgirl. Riding a horse is fun, exhilarating, and very therapeutic. You're trusting a live animal, and that animal is trusting you too. It is the animal and animals can have a stress put on them, according to the Horse Racing Sense. Uh, I believe that's a website. A general carry capacity of a horse is around 20% of their body weight. By the time you add the saddle, the blanket, the bridle, and the reins, you may only be allowing a couple of hundred pounds at most if the horse is large. A TikTok star named Remy or Remy, Remy Batter took to her platform to put uh, the ranch in New York on blast for allegedly not letting her ride a horse because she was too heavy for the horse. According to her post, she has ridden horses before and couldn't ride this particular ranch because she exceeded the weight limit. Uh, when we contacted Deep Hollow Ranch in Mantuck, M-O-N-T-A-U-K, New York, they did not comment on the incident with uh, Miss Batter, but did say that they do have a 240-pound weight limit for riders. So this this story is one of the ones that's a, um, a bit more... Um, in tune with how it first came out. So Miss uh, Batter, whatever the hell her name is, when she first put the story out, was just talking about how dare they, they're shaming me for being fat because they say I can't be on this horse. And then the, the place put out a statement saying, you're right. You're too big to be on the horse. We have a 240 pound weight limit. And then, you know, people were like, yeah, you, you know, uh, they have a weight limit. What do you want them to do? And then she changed her story. In subsequent interviews, now it's being that the employees were uh, being rude to her, calling her fat and telling her to lose weight and come back. And it, it's all changed. Her story's got like changed dramatically. So what you, uh-huh. what, what's, your, what's your opinion here, Buck? Okay. Um, you know, call me crass or a little callous on this one, but, you know, I don't care how you feel about your body or how people your your perception on what the situation is ma'am the fact of the matter is is that you know bravo bravo to the to the ranch and the employees for looking out for the well-being of their animals like that's that's pretty much like all i'm hearing right now like 
her story's changing from the initial weight limit to now people are shaming her. That's that's awfully convenient now that you realize that like somebody probably put her in her place. Somebody probably put her in her place. Like, hey, you know, they, they you know, they, they they don't have a Clydesdale. You know? <laughs> Well, no, no, I'm no. Not no that's, just, that's, be... that's funny. That's funny. But no, he, here's the whole thing. She, like, her argument is, "Well, I've done it before." Well, not here. You haven't. And you know, right? It, with the um... wherever you've done it before, they're not looking out for their fucking animals, and that's disgusting. It it is. And you know, I'm like right now, I'm I'm looking at a uh, a, a ride company. I'm not sure what you would call it, a trail. It's at a national park, uh, not a national park, state park nearby. And I'm looking right now, and right on their website, right on their website, as soon as you get here, we do have a weight limit of 260 pounds for a single rider. Longer rides have a 230-pound weight limit. Everyone must be physically able to safely get on and off their horse on their own. Children under four years of age are able to ride double uh, with an adult rider for an extra charge of $15 per child. So they, the weight limit's not something that's just unique to this ranch. It's, you know, it, it is... Standard practice. I mean, I've already looked into it in other places too, but I, I just the one, I, I remembered as we were talking, there was one nearby, so I wanted to check it. And you know, just because you went someplace where they're like, "Yeah, I'll take your money, get on old, get on old paint there, or old glue, whatever," and the horse's name is, you know. <laughs> I mean, like really, like they probably put her on a horse that's like getting ready to retire, like you know, which is cruel in and of itself to the horse. But I mean, how are you going to fault? You know, horses, I, I don't like horses. I don't like them. You know, one of the biggest benefits to me being in a wheelchair is that when horse rides are talked about, I'm the last fucking person that people look at to participate. I'll watch that shit from afar. I'm fine with it. I don't like horses. They actually scare me. But the fact of the matter is, is that horses, horses are living creatures and, and people love them. Like they are our equine allies, you know. You know they it's, they. <laughs> it, it's funny. Uh, before this is years years ago, um, like a long time ago. Shit, I'm old. Uh, I used to work for a company that we did uh, movie shoots. We were it was called historical entertainment, and what we did was we anytime they did a period piece, uh, whether it be Civil War was our which was our primary thing. Uh, we also did World War One, World War Two, a lot of stuff, and you know I, I got a lot of castings for uh, Civil War uh, film shoots because I could ride a horse, and I would do these uh, these cavalry film shoots and everything. It was actually kind of funny. I sat down with my oldest son the other day, and you know we were talking. I said, "Oh yeah, when I I did this movie, you know we did this," and. Um, and he's like, so you were on TV? And, like, and I was able to find some of the shows on YouTube and show him because they're that old now. They're on YouTube. And it, it, was, it, was, it was kind of surreal watching my kid go, holy crap, you know, <laughs> dad did something cool. <laughs> but, yeah, on, on those film shoots is what I'm getting at is, you know, we, they, would, they weren't our horses. I didn't have my own personal horse. They, they had a company who would bring horses in. And, you know, they took... You know, we we would build. It it was great to be on the cavalry crew because while everybody else was filming all day long, we got so many breaks in filming just to get off the horse, let the horse uh, relax, take the saddle off for a while. You know, it was great being on cavalry. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, the, the break wasn't for you. The it was break the with the, the horse. horse. <laughs> they didn't give a shit about that's us. The way it should, <laughs> but, that, but that's the way it should be, you know? Like, you can look at somebody and be like, yo, I'm tired. I need a break. You know, we we can't rely on the horse to be able to tell us that. I'm oh, sure that oh, they will. They will, sir. Well, no, I, I'm. They absolutely I, again, will. <laughs> I, listen, again, this is coming from the perspective of a guy who just outwardly admitted he doesn't like horses. So, you know, I'm just trying to like keep it in a perspective. Do you remember we had a coworker, a very nice woman that was a very dear friend of both of ours while we worked at the prison, and she brought horses to work one day, and she was riding her horses with another officer you know and uh he, he they both came riding up on the road from the 911 center they come over the hill on these horses i'm standing at my my car smoking my cigarettes on my break and all of a sudden i see these horses i'm probably in the third row of the parking lot the, the, they were dots on the horizon but as soon as i saw that there was a horse i i I put my cigarettes back in the pack. I didn't even light them. I just went right back into the building and I ran. And I ran. And she saw me running. And she actually sped up. She's like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, how you doing? I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. I was like, keep that thing. You keep those things away from me. Like, no. They're horses. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But either way, the fact of the matter is this. As much as I don't like them, I certainly wouldn't want to see somebody overburden one of them. You know, horses just aren't for me. You know, you, like, no. If you want to, if you want to be on it that bad, maybe we can hook up a cart and have it pull you. You know, <laughs> horses have a much larger towing capacity than they do a carry capacity. You know, that's, but, you know, it, and and then don't try to sidetrack it and make it about, you know, everybody. Nobody agrees with her. Like no, well, no, 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 no. Here's are... here, here's the thing. I, a lot of people do, and that's the yeah, scary but... part. I mean, she's got a she's got a TikTok, ah. and she's a plus size model, which means she likes getting on TikTok and showing pictures of herself in bikinis and stuff. Um, and I'm I'm looking at her, and she's not a bad looking woman, um, but she she a big girl, um. And you know, I, I I know for a fact that at um at the, the riding place nearby here, they have a scale. As soon as you walk walk up to the counter, they won't even sell you a ticket until you step on the scale. So, you know, I, the fact that she's been places before, supposedly, uh, where nobody you know gave a shit about the welfare of the horse. I'm sorry, you're a uh, you're a piece of crap. Um, yeah, it's not about you. Okay, it's it's not about you. It's about the. And horse. I hate to say it. Do, do you again, think? Do you think you know, the ranch didn't want your money? They absolutely did. Right. <laughs> That's what they're there for. But, but but they care about their animals, which is which is good. You know, thank you, thank you to that ranch for not caving into somebody who's got a reputation. You know, somebody trying to use their their privilege, like, oh, you know, I'm an influencer and I'm I'm going to give you scathing reviews, blah blah. Ranch is like, fine. You're not riding. You're not gonna. You're not gonna hurt my horse. Like, I don't care. Like, good job sticking to your guns on that one. There's there's no reason for that. 
you know i th- i think that i i just my opinion on that is that she just she's just being a little too over entitled and trying to use her platform Dad. and trying to switch it yeah she's she's a she's a shit disturber is what she is she, like she just, you know, she's got she's, she's got those followers and she was trying to she was trying to make make some controversy that's what she was doing yeah well you know what hopefully this just all flops or goes back in her fucking face oh yeah i feel bad for, i still feel bad for the horses plus side models they, they gotta have plus size horses i mean we don't have a Clydesdale. <laughs> well i don't even know if you can ride a clydesdale man you can but you're like but you're 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 not gonna be walking right for a while it's kind of like riding an elephant like it's like it just goes to show you how much i don't know about this but it's just i feel as if i've got just as much a right to comment on her being a dumb bitch and and just consequently it's just circling a topic that i know nothing about so i either way she's an idiot indeed our next story comes from bigcountryhomepage.com don't ask me why. Uh, patrons attacked by bird scooter gang in downtown Abilene. <laughs> this happened in Texas. Several patrons were attacked by a gang of young adults or juveniles on bird scooters in downtown Abilene early Friday morning. Are you familiar with what a bird scooter is? So they're, they're these like ride-sharing scooters. They're little motorized scooters. Uh, you'll see them around cities where they'll they'll just be like a pile of them on the corner and. You, you have an app, you boop, and you rent the scooter, and then you, you zip off. Uh, if I hadn't had the kids with me, I would have been using them around Washington, D.C. all last week. But unfortunately, I, I say that. Unfortunately, I had the kids with me, so I couldn't use the scooters. We had to use Ubers. Uh, but, you know, they, they're, they're neat. Um, they're, they're, they're little quick little things, you know. A witness of the attack told KTAB and KRBC that he was with a group of people leaving the bar on the 300 block of Pine Street just before 1 a.m. when they were approached by the Bird Scooter Gang. <laughs> Witnesses say the Bird Scooter. <laughs> uh, Witnesses say the Bird Scooter riders began harassing them, saying really inflammatory things, and even trying to throw a scooter at the group. Witnesses say the group was finally all getting into their vehicles to leave when a member of the bird scooter gang came up to one of them and punched him. (laughs) Then a female member of the patron uh, group was attacked, promoting a large physical altercation between the patrons and the bird scooter gang. (laughs) Videos of the moments (laughs) leading up to the altercation shows the bird scooter gang, a group of at least nine or ten individuals harassing the patrons. A third party called the police, but the Bird Scooter Gang fled the area before officials arrived on the scene. Two members of the patron group did receive visible injuries and are uh, seeking to press charges. Police are investigating this as an incident of assault. No further information was released. Bird Scooter does say the operators had to be 18 to use their motor vehicles, although it is unknown if uh, if if this is verified for each rider before use. How many times? This is a perfect example of a journalist with a really, like, really good sense of humor. Like, how many times did you really need to say "bird scooter gang"? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I bet you he was like, "That's a name. This is a name that no one will forget, and I will make sure of it." 
just inserts it in there every single chance he gets. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do what I can to immortalize this one. <laughs> it's the bird scooter gang. <laughs> what the clock? Well, here's the thing, too, that... Um, about all sorts this... of foul play. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's bad. But my button's not working, so you get, you get off. The um, That was good. The scooters do have a GPS in them. They have a GPS, and I'm sure that, you know, since they're charging the app for the uh, the user, that Bird's going to be able to tell who, who rented those uh, particular scooters and be able to help the police identify uh, at least who paid for them. And, you know, that, that usually leads pretty quick to figure out who it is. So... <laughs> Hopefully they. No, they... no man. But... Nope. Bird scooter gang. That's that's not how they roll, dude. These guys. Nah. No, no, no. no. They got red herring phones. Okay, but you still got to you still got to you still got to pay with a credit card, man. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Dark web. Still... Maybe. Maybe. This is an elaborate hoax, man. This is this is all the makings of a heist. If we if we were to substitute bird scooters, <laughs> I can't even say it with Mini if Coopers. We <laughs> yeah, with Mini Coopers, this would be the Italian job, man, all day long, all day long. Jeez. Okay, and we're back for the second half here, Buck. I, I know we're still giggling about the bird scooter gang. <laughs> But have you ever had something happen to your house while you were away? Well, like, not like vandalism, but I've had like a pipe burst in a basement before. I have. I I just broke down. I am like really obsessive. Um, I have so many sensors, motion sensors and cameras around my property. It is ridiculous. And one of the main things I was doing the whole time I was out of town was just checking the cameras, even though I know they're, it's hooked up to a Yes, mo- you were. <laughs> yes, you were. I'm, I'm, I've got... Verified. Verified. I've got a mental he illness. Did this. It's a mental illness, okay? <laughs> but it, it, it's... Even though I know it's being monitored, but I'm still paranoid. And, you know, it's kind of things like this next story that lead me to act that way, I think. This is being reported by KXLY.com because, again, for some reason, radio stations need to have news websites. I don't know why. A nightmare. Family living without a roof after theirs was removed by a contractor they never hired. This happened in Spirit Lake, Idaho. A local family's uh, been living without a roof for 20 days after theirs was removed by a contractor they never hired. It's a site, Jessica Hotvet. that's going to be a nightmare to read Uh, never thought she'd come home to this is a nightmare this is absolutely the worst thing that I could have imagined Uh, June 1st my daughter came home from school to find people were removing the roof of our house their house is now covered with a tarp with no explanation uh, except a letter left by the contractor which says there had been some miscommunication and they were sent to the wrong address she understands people mess up and but now no one's taking the blame for the issue it was a mistake, a very costly mistake, and it should have been fixed. I just should have, it just, just should have been fixed, and no one will do it. DR Roofing LLC told the family their insurance would handle it. 
the claims the family has tried to file with the company's insurance has been denied. In the latest letter, they say the policy issued to DR Roofing contains an exclusion for property damage arising out of an open roof condition. That insurance company is not going to come out favorably in this. <laughs> uh, the recent rainstorms in the inland northwest area, I'm sorry, only made the issue worse. Uh, water seeped into the home and parts of the floor had to be removed. There's also lingering water damage to the carpet and drywall. This is a very stressful, mainly affecting the kids' room. Uh, the kids don't want to sleep up there because of the mold smell. Mildew smell is just overwhelming for them. Uh, the price to fix the mess, the mess is overwhelming. Bids from other companies to redo their metal roof are coming in at over $70,000. Now they're worried about their five kids' health and how long they're going to have to live without a roof they never wanted removed. Uh, we want to be able to protect ourselves from the weather uh, here, and hopefully we don't uh, go into the fall without it. They asked if, there's, uh, if they had any advice what to do with dealing with this, and they're contacting both Idaho and Washington's attorney generals as well as the Better Business Bureau. Uh, they say they're starting to meet with lawyers about their next steps. 4 News did reach out to the contractor who removed the roof. He said over the phone he's working on it but didn't want to comment on camera. Easy fucking peasy right fucking now i wish i could get in touch with this woman i'll tell you what right now file a fucking claim with your individual homeowner's insurance policy under vandalism because that's what happened okay that is exactly what happened you had some it doesn't matter whether they're trained to do it doesn't matter whether they meant to do it the fact of the matter is that you never asked for anybody to come to your home and do work on your house and consequently your roof was removed and somebody needs to fucking fix it and if they don't well mm, here's what you do go file a claim with your insurance company they're gonna pay you you know if you have homeowners insurance you know from like a reputable company they're gonna pay you they're gonna get that roof fixed and then you know what they're gonna do they're gonna take advantage of something called subrogation Okay, subrogation is the insurance company's right to sue for damages to return what they had to pay out to get your shit fixed. Okay, you don't need a fucking attorney. Okay, the insurance company has a staff full of people that are just going to go after this contractor and be like, nope, nope, nope. You know, you can't fight the law. Okay, when you fight the law, the law wins. Okay, and the insurance company, they have deeper pockets than this contractor or you will ever have. They have more money and more experience dealing with this shit accidentally than you do on purpose. File a fucking claim with your individual homeowner's insurance policy. I used to do this shit for a living, folks. I actually, I absolutely know that that is what you should do. Period. I mean, absolutely. I file insurance claims every week uh, with my what I do for a living. I have to deal with insurance companies. I have to deal with um, both automobile tort claims, uh, lawsuits, stuff like that on a daily basis. And subjugation, sub, subrogation, 
yeah, subjugation, subrogation is definitely the route you want to go. Uh, when you call your insurance carrier and you tell them what happened and they say, oh, yeah, that's definitely not your fault. We'll take care of it because they're going to go and they're going to go after the other company. They're going to get paid all the money that they're going to pay out. They're going to get uh, statutory post-judgment interest on it and they're going to get attorney's fees. So they're definitely gonna they're gonna go after them, uh, and they'll have yeah, a blast. Yeah, you don't doing you it. don't need to hire you don't need to hire anybody as long as you well, got homeowners. Now that being said, that being said, Buck, I I do think they should hire an attorney because their time, their, the way they're put out, their aggravation, and everything else is worth something. I agree. That but that's that 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 is a separate issue. You need a roof on your fucking house. That's that's step one. After you get your house fixed, then you can circle your wagons and and really get into the nitty gritty. But you want your roof fixed? Go to your insurance company. You don't need an attorney for that, right? You don't. It, that's 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 you you already paid for that service. You know, as far as your pain, your suffering, all that other stuff, Raz is absolutely right. Get yourself a good attorney. But as far as getting your roof fixed. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You have as long as you've got homeowners insurance, that should really take care of it. Doesn't matter what their insurance company says. You know, your homeowners insurance will probably say, "Oh well, you know, their insurance company is liable for it." All you got to do is be like, "They denied me." Ho ho ho! Really? Oh really? That's that's they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, we'll." We're gonna unfuck this for you. Don't don't you worry about a thing, Mister Claims. You know, uh, pol- uh, premium paying policyholder. Don't you worry about it. That's why you pay your premium. You know, it, shit like it, this. It, it looks like the company's actually changed their name already. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they have because you know what? It, it's probably already going through the freaking pipeline. <laughs> Oh, this is good. I've been trying to find it. There's actually several DNR, DR roofing LLCs in different states. Uh, and they're all getting blasted. And they're all pissed because they're not the ones that did it. <laughs> I, I don't blame them. I, you know what? If I, every single one of those, I'd go after, I'd go after the ones that, that perpetrated this for freaking libel. I'd be like, no, 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 no. You, you... No, I, I'd I'd be like, yeah, yeah, might as well throw my hat in the ring. All right, Buck, we're going to go to a story from Insider.com. This one's all you. A man in a wheelchair said he was in agony and tears while dragging himself up the railway stairs after the staff said they couldn't help him. A wheelchair user said he was in agony and tears when he had to drag himself up the stairs at a train station after staff refused to help him. Chris Nicholson uh, was at the Milton Keynes station in London when uh, he found that he needed to cross the platform. I was stuck on a platform with no working lift, no disability, disabled toilets, and told to wait several hours whilst they found a train to come to my platform while another one served able-bodied customers on another platform that I had no means of accessing. Staff at the rail station said they couldn't help him up the stairs due to health and safety policies. He said adding that the incident uh, unfolded amid a 31 degrees Celsius or 88 degrees Fahrenheit heat. Uh, 
They would be at risk if they helped me, Nicholson said on Instagram. I decided to get up the stairs. How? By dragging my chair with one arm, pushing off with one arm, and collecting my legs with each step on the way up. Nicholson said a passerby helped him by grabbing the chair, and a railway staff member ultimately carried his bags. Thankfully, a gentleman saw me struggling and grabbed my chair, and the assistant manager went against the manager and was uh, saying that he, uh, he grabbed my bags. I was in agony and tears halfway up, and I was grateful for the help. Throughout the ordeal, Nicholson said the train company, Avante West Coast, didn't help. A uh, spokesperson for the company did not immediately return Insider's request for comment, but told The Guardian they have been made aware of the incident and are sorry to hear about the customer's experience. Uh, we have since been in contact with the customer, who has arrived at their, fi- their destination safely on Friday night. The company told The Guardian, uh, noting that they were in contact with the London Northwest Railway, which manages the Milton Keynes Station, Keynes. Uh, we are in 2020. Access should be given, not a privilege. Things like this uh, happen daily to people with different types of disabilities, and until we change policies to support everyone collectively, and it just stops, <laughs> Nicholson said on Instagram. You start, Buck. I find it pretty disgusting when you... There's a difference between just failing to make accommodations, like, because you don't fucking care, you know? Like, if I rolled up to a place and they were like, yeah, we don't have handicap accessibility at all, period... You know, of course, that's a huge violation of the ADA here. But, you know, in a hypothetical world, I would just look at that place and be like, fine. I'll spend my money elsewhere. You know, but what I do not like is when people boast to be handicapped accessible. And they are far fucking from it. You know, and and by not maintaining your handicap services or, you know, accessibility, you know, accommodations, you're, 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 you're probably one of the most disgusting kinds of people that it's like, it's like having a stick on a carrot. It really is. It's, it's like, it's like rolling up and, and approaching a stick on a carrot. It's like, what you need is like, what you need everyone else can get but you and it's and it's so disheartening okay and um and and it's just it's vile i i can't i can't believe that this happened to this guy so let's let's play devil's advocate a little bit uh first off this is in england so the ada is not a thing but they do have their own version of that it's a i can't remember exactly what it's called but it's it's almost verbatim the same so I don't want to, we're not going to cite ADA, but we will say something similar along those lines. Um, this is one side of a story. This isn't both sides. So I'm going to take that into account as well. But I will say this. They did have everything there to accommodate his needs. The elevator broke. I have worked in several buildings where we've had elevators and I can tell you factually that you in the United States anyway, and I imagine, you know, in the UK, it's probably fairly similar. Uh, my maintenance team cannot work on an elevator. There's nothing they can do. One, it's a very specialized piece of equipment. And two, you know, it, usually, you know, 
the the state comes in every year and examines all the records on the elevator. It can only be uh, maintained by a trained technician. Elevators don't break that often. So having somebody on staff that can fix an elevator is not feasible for any company, really. But in this particular instance, we have an elevator that's broken, and they got to get somebody in there to fix it. You can't snap your fingers and make somebody magically appear. So, you know, what do you do in this case? Well, this, this guy's contention is, well, they should have, you know, done something to help me. Well, what, what do you want? You you want them to try to carry you or carry your chair or something of that nature? Well, there's a couple problems with that. We have to go back to the liability law. Uh, again, this I'm talking United States, but I'm just trying to equate this because the UK and the United States, our, our legal systems are very, very similar. There's some, there is some notable differences, but very similar uh, in the way that they're, they, 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 they work out in the end. Um, if I, as an employee, pick you up in some way, and you know, just because you're in a wheelchair, that doesn't mean that you know it's this issue caused it. There's so many different issues that could cause somebody to be in a wheelchair. And I, oh, yeah. And I, oh, yeah. and I injure you in some way. Well, now myself and the company that I am an agent of are now liable for your injuries, and especially with somebody with disabilities that, you know, now you have to go in and, and care for an injury. Well, it's already a lifelong injury to begin with. So now you have uh, hooked, put yourself on the hook for the lifetime of this, this, this patron. Um, furthermore, if I hurt myself, well, that's a workers' comp issue. And I can tell you right now, workers' comp is... One of the, once once you have to deal with a workers' comp issue in a company, that is a highly, highly problematic thing for any kind of budget. You can bankrupt a company with one good workers' comp claim. Uh, I, I'm dealing with a claim right now that I, I can't really talk about because it's going to arbitration. But you know, I went from a budget um, budgeting a certain amount every year for workers' comp payouts. And I'm going to have to quadruple it for this uh, upcoming fiscal year just to cover one claim. And, you know, we're talking t- uh, dealing with almost 300 employees. So I, it, 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 it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. So I, I, and so I don't I don't disagree with you on any of that, man. Like, you know, I, t- I I'm totally on board with that, you know, and and, you know, I was just touching base, you know, on the. Mm-hmm on the shortcom- potential shortcomings of, of the organization here. Well, I mean, know, what's, don't, what's, the short, what's the shortcoming, though? What's the shortcoming? Well, the NC, they, they literally were I redirecting, they were literally redirecting a train to a different platform to accommodate one person. Right. Potential shortcomings, okay? I was immediately going to go back to this guy, okay? You don't, you, you don't, you don't, I, I, as a handicapped person, know where my lane is. I know what I am absolutely able to do and what I am absolutely not able to do. And, you know, going upstairs when you're in a wheelchair, it's not impossible. There's some paraplegics who, who can accom- accomplish that. Other, other wheelchair users can, you know, do exactly what he was attempting to do. You know, dragging himself up the stairs. But if you know you're going to be a pain and agony to do it, and you insist on on taking that route, well, you kind of bear the burden of responsibility on whatever happens to you. And I don't disagree with your assertion about workers' comp and liability either. You know, I just got done, you know, 
uh, writing, writing the book about subrogation, you know, claiming about my prior insurance experience. Well, you know, it kind of applies here, too. You know, you are absolutely right. Nobody in that company should have done any fucking thing to touch that guy. Don't you freaking dare, company employee. No, they did absolutely right in that particular instance. Now, where I was saying is that it is it is disgusting to have accessibility features that do not work if you are going to, like, boast that, you know, you're blah, 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 the pinnacle of this and that and the other thing. I understand that things happen and things break. Elevators or lifts, as they call them in the UK, I... I I'm not I'm not going to sit here and profess to to understand what what anything goes into in t- to to maintaining that particular equipment. My my side of it is I push the button and it works. When it doesn't, eh, hopefully something else can come about. Like you said, they're going to redirect the train for the guy. He got impatient and then undertook his own solution and failed miserably at it. You know, if you're in pain and agony and crying, then you have obviously not accomplished your own goal. Nobody forced you to get on your on your ass and scoot up the steps. You, they're redirecting a train for you, and you just don't want to fucking wait. You know, you don't you you think that fingers snap and and you know train, tra, you know a train can just you know all of a sudden, you know mystically switch tracks it doesn't work like that trains are are two-way they go forward and backwards you know like it's a it's a little difficult to it let's you know it's not part in the red sea but you know in in this modern day it's kind of equivalent you know Uh, in in a roundabout convoluted way that and trains run on a schedule so not only that but you're you know it, they're going to have to disrupt the entire line, which they're doing. They they legit said, "Yeah, we're going to get a train redirected and put on this platform." So, you know, if if a place is going to boast that they have these things and let them go into disrepair, you know, bathrooms, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think he's just throwing bathrooms in there to to throw icing on the cake. Like, yeah, and their handicapped bathrooms weren't weren't up to par either like okay dude all right like what 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 grave are you dancing on here you know like where where is the fault from the train station you know i i started off sounding like i was gonna be bastardizing the train station and you know if they if they honestly did let their facilities get in disrepair to the point where they just you know aren't being maintained and the shit breaks well, then shame on you. We don't have that information. What we do have is the harrowing tale of a man who refused to stay in his lane. And that's, that's you know, dude, you brought your own chair. Fucking wait. Like, that's, 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 that's pretty much the nitty-gritty of it. You brought your own damn chair. You need to sit and wait. I'm sorry. You know? People can only do what they can. And also, if it were that important for you to get up the stairs in a quick and speedy manner, you know, ask somebody to help you that's not an employee of the train station. You know, if you're going to shamelessly drag yourself up the stairs like, you know, like you're some martyr, 
wouldn't it just be easier to look at two guys, you know, or, or a group of people and be like, hey, hey, hey. I, I know this is a real inconvenience, but I got to get to the top of the stairs. The elevator's broken, blah, blah, blah. Can, can somebody give me an attaboy? I only weigh, I only weigh 180 pounds. You know, caregiver Katie and I went to Myrtle Beach, and on the way down, I had a guy and caregiver Katie drag me into the water like a beach fucking whale because they didn't have any beach wheelchairs there. And then when we were ready to get off the beach, you know, caregiver Katie and I were like, okay, how, how are we going to, how are we going to accomplish this? You know, like it, it, it was only probably about 300 feet, but when, when you're a wheelchair user with no wheelchair, 300 feet, man, like that's, that's no longer right there. That's all the way over there. You know, we, like we had we had it wasn't even we caregiver katie was just like holding her head down in defeat bringing stuff back to the car and trying to figure out how the how we were going to solve this logistical nightmare of a fuckaloo and then all of a sudden some dude came up and he's like hey man you know um my buddy and i were kind of wondering like how do you plan on getting yourself back to your car and i was just like I just looked at him and I was like, I have no freaking clue, but you know what? We got out here. We'll get back. He looked at me and he goes, we can, we can just carry you. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, wait, what? He's like, we'll sit you, you sit down in your, in your wheelchair. Cause I had a manual wheelchair back then. So like, sit down in your wheelchair and we'll just lift up the wheelchair and carry you. I'm not even kidding you on my way back to the car. Caregiver Katie was on her way back. Here comes fucking Caesar not... coming across the beach. Oh, oh man, I never felt more important in my life, man. I never felt more important in my life. I was being carried like a fucking king, man, sitting on my throne. Dudes are. Ca- I got one in the back, make because we figured out real quick that when they started Whoop. lifting me, that that. That the chair would actually that like we needed a back support. So so third dude pulled up real quick. He wasn't even in the initial party. He was just some passerby. He's like, no no no, I'm gonna get I, I in got on this. this. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> like ca- ca- caregiver Katie's coming back to the beach to come like get me and the rest of our shit. And I was like, don't even worry about it. They got it on the back of the chair. Let's go. <laughs> I'm just being carried up. You know, like, there are good people in the world, man. Like, if you just stop a fucker and ask him for help and, and, and do it nicely, you know, let me, let me rephrase that. Not stop a fucker, just stop a gentleman or a lady or a passerby and just put on a smiley face and be like, hey, <laughs> the, I got a problem and I got nowhere, I got nowhere else to go to fix it. I need help. Can you, can you give me an attaboy? There, there's not very many people who would say no to you. There just isn't. They're just... You kind of you kind of did this to yourself, buddy. Being in pain and agony, like, there's there, this was all self-inflicted. Every single piece of it. From start to finish. Pretty much. You know, they're... they're yeah, it sucks you gotta you, wait, when, but you know what? I, I was on... How many delayed flights... This this over the last week trying to get to DC and back, yeah. all because of stupid shit, you know. And I wasn't happy about it, but <laughs> kind of at the mercy of the, of the of what it's going to be. 
Anyway, but uh, so uh, yeah. one, one last thing. It's not it's not on the docket. I'm going to talk to you about a social liability that almost got his teeth knocked in the other day. So after I finally made my way back to this booming metropolitan, I had a uh, a knock on the door. Okay. Now, I, I cracked the door because I was just like, uh, he, he knocked on the door instead of hitting the damn ring doorbell. I... I if you see someone has a video doorbell, it's because they want to talk to you that way. Push the fucking button. Anyway, so I open the door, and of course, you know, Fafnir decides he needs to shoot out the door. It's like, shit. He's so small, even a crack on the door, he can just shoot right out. So I, I had to step out to grab him. And he, he's uh, this guy out there, young kid. Um, has all these political pamphlets. I'm like, ah. And he starts telling me about this candidate, how he's America first. And I'm like, okay. And how he's, um, it, but he started to tell me he was endorsed by, uh, by Donald Trump. And I was just like, mm, okay, let's, let's let the kid, I'm not going to like, just completely like, I, I hate, it doesn't matter what side of the political wire you're on. If you come and knock on my door, I'm pissed to begin with. If you don't have legitimate business with me, you're trying to sell me something, you're trying to, to get me to do something, thank you, fuck you, bye. So the, anyway, he starts going. Now, he starts saying about, you know, we, we need, we have all these corporations and all these companies that are manufacturing and we're buying from China and we have to stop this because what if we go to war? And I'm like, excuse you? And he's like, when, when we go to war with China, I'm like, oh, now it's when. When we go to war with China, they could just cut us off. And what are we going to do? They'd, they'd be able to just to mo- roll right over us. And I'm like, you really think that's a problem? You know, because it is a symbiotic relationship. Our economies are dependent on one another. Whereas we get our products for them. Where do you think their money comes from? It comes from us. And, and he started to stumble and he started saying, well, the Chinese... I'm like, okay, son, you're going to need to watch your tongue for a moment. Because, you know, I may be white as Casper the ghost, but this is a multiracial household, and there is a Chinese person standing 10 feet behind me. And he started, well, that, that person's an American. And I just spoke to this lovely Taiwanese woman around the corner, and she felt the same way. I'm like, do you know what the relationship is between Taiwan and China? Uh, but, but, uh, well, I'm like, you just think all people that have eyes that look like that are the same? And he didn't know what to say. I said, tell you what, thanks for the material. I know who to avoid, or at least let them know that maybe they might be the right kind of candidate, but maybe the person they have out here advocating for them is not. So why don't you get your little honky ass off my property? And he gone. Be careful who you hire, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe give them like a training session on the do's and don'ts. Or just... You know, are you just going to give a kid a bunch of pamphlets and be like, okay, dude, go out there and sell it. There's there no code book, no instruction manual. Just go out there and sell it. Read the pamphlet and sell it. 
I mean, I'm already, you know, I I am legit in my life. At at this point in my life, I've, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to curb anger. (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying to treat people better. I'm trying to be a nicer person. And, you know, in, in, you you would have asked me three years ago when somebody knocks on the door, if I would have opened it at all and saw them, I would have said, be gone and just shut the door. You know, even even with even if Fafnir hadn't ran out the door and I had to step out, I still you know since I, I'll at least acknowledge him, let him say a, a little bit, then tell him not interested and go away. So I'm trying, but they're not making it easy, Buck. <laughs> they're not making it easy. <laughs> no, they never do. They never do. You know, one step one of being a door to door salesperson. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. If you got to, if you got to do it, you got to do it. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with trying to feed yourself and your family, but it's okay to be persistent. It's not okay to be a pest. Okay, let's just just remember that. Be persistent. Don't be a per, don't be a pest. You know, I don't I don't want to be the guy, but I'm gonna have to get no soliciting sign for my front door. Just piss off. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I'm Either seriously, way, I'm going to get to the point here real quick that if you knock on my door, I'm not going to answer it. You push the doorbell, I'll talk to you. But you, you knock. You know, I had a, I had a kid the other day. Um, started tripping up all my cameras. Like, like I started going off uh, because I look at the cameras and I see this kid in short shorts, a, a dirty white t-shirt, and what looks like a knife in his hand was walking around my property. So I. You know, called my police department, and I had red and blue rights rain down from the heavens. And it turns out he's working for the cable company as a contractor, uh, burying cable lines. And the, the knife was a was a garden trowel, like an old beat the shit garden trowel. But I, I you know, I, I confronted the kid. I'm like, "What were you thinking? How did you think this was a good idea?" Because well, I tried knocking on the door and no one answered. I go, there's a doorbell right there with a video camera on it. You can't miss it. He goes, well, I don't like pushing those. I go, why? He goes, because they take your picture. I go, homie, uh... homie, it's taking your picture right now. It's videoing you right now. You see that light that lights up as soon as you get close to it? That's because it's on. It's taking your picture anyway. But instead of pushing the damn button and saying, hey, um, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, and and furthermore, you little lying shit, you never knocked on the door because if you would have, I would have got a video of that and you didn't. So, Dude, you should just get a sign that says, don't knock, push button. With <laughs> yeah. an arrow pointing over. No, seriously, man. I mean, like, you want to you wanna evade you know, people knocking on your door, don't knock, push button with an arrow pointing to the button. It's just a science says no need to get the dogs involved. Don't knock push button. <laughs> yeah. Because if, because, because if you don't knock, no one will ever hear you again. Because while uh, <laughs> the while the first the first two dogs out the door will just be loud, the third dog out the door, she gonna greet you. <laughs> but I digress, and uh, that's going to bring us to an end of an episode, folks. Uh, make sure you check out our Wednesday episode. We're gonna we're doing some more of our our stories from Reddit. I'm not sure what the uh, stories what what subreddit they're going to be from this week, 
But uh, our experiment with the Wednesday episode continues, and we'd appreciate your feedback. You can get a hold of us on social media. Uh, just search for the Rasgries. Uh, it looks looks like the picture of me looking like All Might. Uh, you can look for uh, you can email us at socialliability at iCloud.com. Or you can go click on the contact us in whatever podcast you're listening to, whether it be on Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, Breaker, Apple Podcast, or Castbox. I am the Rasgrees. He is the Buck. Wishing you all a happy and safe week, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast. <laughs>